Hello. This is Alex Hicken with the Beer Hicken Brewers podcast. We're testing out. Uh, we're testing out. Uh, uh, Spotify Green Rooms. This may be the new technology that we use to record. And yeah, we typically use, or yeah, we typically use uh, a phone call and we just merge every, the conversation together or the talk, the call. And I'm usually on Google Voice and sometimes that's not... Uh, very stable. Hopefully this is uh, more stable, maybe. I'm sending links out to uh, the team. Let's see. Trevor is trying is going to be on pretty soon. Trying to get him the link. Trevor has some topics that he wanted to discuss, and I have some topics. One thing that I, yeah, we usually record as the Very Hick and Brewers podcast, and the way I edit is that each member of the crew that's recording has a separate MP3, so I could make the conversation um, think well, and we don't talk over each other, and have the same volume. So hopefully the auto quality of Green Room is somehow augmented by their technology and our volume is good. Um, yeah. So we're thinking about having like the live room be shared on the Talk to Later show like instantaneously after we record. But uh, yeah, the way that we talk normally sounds a lot worse and the transitions may not be as good as it usually sounds on the Eric and Brew podcast. And also, we can't just make this a standard recording quality because I can't put a mic on my phone. Thank you, Karen, for joining the room. Um, I am the host of the Verhagen Bros podcast. Um, my little brother Trevor and I, we talk technology because we love to talk about technology. And yeah, we have a podcast here on Spotify. We're typically um, change seasons based on a change of technology or features. Like season four or season three, we learned of this app called uh, Headline. 
think headliner it makes it more simple to make videos of the your podcast and uh, yeah so we put that on youtube and everywhere and i got too busy to do that so season three kind of uh, changed it was basically season two <laughs> also headliner uh changed their policies so their technology is less accessible and you have to pay money so that's another reason why I quit sharing as much video content for the podcast. I'm trying to get my little brother on here. So, yeah, it's not just me talking. Um, so the Vehicle Bros... We grew up in California. We, my little brother and I always loved talking. Um, the topics that he typically talks about are kind of, he likes to talk about phones, likes to talk about video games. He plays Overwatch most nights. My, uh, Topics that I typically talk about are augmented reality, self-driving cars. I like to talk about sustainability and uh, some of those technologies like uh, hydrogen fuel cars and the progress of that technology. And Well, hi, Alexander. Hi. Hi, welcome to Green Room. How are you doing? I'm good. So basically, you uh, create podcasts, right? Yeah, I. We, my little brother and I have been recording a podcast for about a, maybe a year and a half now. We have uh, a couple other podcasts, but they're not really active because we're really busy now. Okay, so, um, how, like, so did you, like, did you, when did you come to Green Room? Oh. I joined Green Room because uh, I'm kind of part of the Spotify ecosystem. I started by using, or I published my podcast on Anchor. So they emailed us about uh, Green Room. Understood. And it's kind of cool because they email us uh, yeah they email us the recording so we could post on anchor pretty conveniently yeah that's a nice feature i really like it i think also you can change the topic of the conversation according to the conversation which is going on i think that's a great way of keeping the conversation dynamic and organic i feel uh, so is this your first social audio app by any chance yeah, I haven't tried uh, Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. So how do you f um how do you find here like like do you feel this has any potential because I, I, and how do you have you recorded anything in the past and does a, how does the quality like differ like do you do you think the quality of the recording Well Tonight we're testing the audio, audio quality for season four. Uh, it'll be season four of the Very Hick and Bros podcast. Um, I I haven't listened to it yet. I typically listen to all the podcasts that I after publishing it. So, 
He'll probably listen to this. I don't know how okay. good I sound right now. <laughs> I do have a mic. My coworker actually gave me a USB-C to a USB-A um, dongle thing, but it didn't work on my Android phone. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think the recording is not that great quality. I think it's 64 bits. I think that's the quality of the recording. Normally, when 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 you get the email, not not the highest quality for sure. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think one suggested me to get a mic, and because I'm I in I'm, I have a um, an affirmative intention to create a podcast. So I'm working on mic and the setup, you know, get all that stuff, and then slowly, slowly start a podcast. I think it's a great way of doing it because. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just people. You can just get people over here, create a room, and host a room, and then talk about stuff. It's just kind of, it's kind of swift. It's very convenient, but I think the quality of the recording itself is just not there, right? Yeah, I, I saw my coworker. I told my coworker about. Uh, um, green room and he looked it up on the website and I checked to see if it's possible to record it through the computer but it looks like it's just an app so the audio quality is limited maybe yeah, it goes more audio and you have to have that dongle right to 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 from the USB-C and to get a mic and put it I think uh, one of the mics which Somebody was suggesting me was Yeti too. Yeti is that the one? And there was one more uh, thing called Samsung Q2. I don't know, like the two, three mic was suggested to me when I came here. What do you think? Like, yeah. do you think there is any beginner's mic which is not super, like nothing, nothing too, you know, expensive? Just like right at the beginner's level, do you think there is a, a certain mic one can use which is which has a good quality audio output, decent enough to sort of like get all those words clear and has like a nice tone to it? Yeah, I definitely recon- uh, recommend purchasing a... Oh, there is. Trevor is... Re- my little brother is requesting to join. Hello. Hey, Trevor. Hey. How have you yeah. been listening? Yeah. Um, so we have the a guest. Yeah, I've been listening. Uh, I just wanted to chime in about the microphones. Alex, my brother, he's using the Yeti. The Snowball. It's and snowball. Uh, yeah, that one picks up audio around the room a lot more. It's not a directional mic. The microphone I'm using is a Samsung QU, Q2U, and I like it better because it's directional. So it doesn't pick up noise, and you can, um, you don't have to worry about like uh, the environment around you. You can kind of just speak into the mic and helps better um, with the quality. Yeah, I think those, uh, I think Yeti and there's, uh, Yeti Blue, that one's, that was, was suggested to me and Samsung QU2 as well. So, you know, I, I, I want to start a podcast soon enough. It's just that, you know, it's just so many things in my backlog already that I'm not able to get time to finish stuff. But like, uh, but welcome to Green Room. Is this your first day, guys? Like, are you on this half of the, like, is this your first day, second day? Yeah, this is our first time on here. Oh, super cool. Uh, it's, it's a great app, honestly. I really like it. I actually prefer the UX and UI of this app more than Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. I think it's much better because the Spotify ecosystem has this dark, uh, this dark mode kind of a vibe, right? And I love it. Uh, so it, I really prefer this app for the UX and UI. I think just, I think the, I think the only issue I think with this app right now is it's uh, it's still in its early infancy, so there are like minor glitches. Sometimes it just gets messy, and uh, like when there are too many people on Green Room, the app glitches out. Like 
<laughs> it just does like it's just so weird but like it just it just it doesn't have the uh, capacity to hold a lot of people in one room so i think then it then it really does like getting really ramped up in glitches and everything but it's a pretty cool app you can meet like super interesting people over here i think but it's just still very old. interesting sounds cool like the idea Alex and I had to uh start with green room was because uh sometimes I just like to uh just phone call my brother and then we talk about like current happenings <laughs> and, like tech or gaming or news and then uh it would be for a more casual kind of podcast something that's not very like scripted or like planned out. So it's a more like that faster and just, you know, something to get content out and people can kind of feel connected at the same time. Nice. Yeah, a, quick, quick, a quick question though. Do you, are you guys on iOS or are you? On... Yeah, we're on Android. Yeah, so the the thing with Android is uh, it's still in beta version, whereas iOS is not. So there are a lot of features which are missing right now, like the chat feature. Like you can see the chat when you swipe your screen to left, and you can see there is a it will show that chat is coming soon. So like you can see the chat like uh to your because chat I think is a great feature. Like if you're if you if you're if you're in a recording having a podcast. And if you want to ask your uh, listeners who are in the audience panel that they want to put any question, I think it's a great way of interacting because I don't think it's very viable if like you already have few people on on the stage. I think when you get new people on the stage, then it becomes a problem because you can't pause the recording. The recording will keep going on. And I think editing and everything takes time. So I think that chat is a great feature, which is currently missing on Android. So, yeah, and also, like, don't really get into this uh, trap of gems. Like, there was this whole gem saga which happened when Green Room officially launched as a soft version where people were just farming um, these gems, thinking it would convert into something, I don't know, some kind of a, I don't know, monetization or something or some privileges and it was all facade and, like, a, like not like a pleasant experience for people. So I think I would just like to, this one super advice I just want to give is just stay away from those rooms. If they, if they create gems or try to lure you into, you know, tap on people's picture and give gems. I think that's, that's one thing which, so basically like gems, uh, only reason is that if, if Alex or Trevor, if you say something and I appreciate what you said, I can tap on a profile picture and give you a gem. And that's like, my way of showing appreciation towards the input or valuable information you have given to my life or given to me. I think that's just, it's just like a s small gesture you do here, I guess. So that's. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for telling us that I do have an iPhone so I could put it on there and I could run the chat maybe. Trevor yeah, one. because the problem with that oh, is like, when you start a room on Android, it doesn't give you an option to turn off the chat. So let's say you start a room on Android, the chat will be on by default. And sometimes you don't need chat because the pro the I think one of the major issues I feel when hosting a room over here is that you cannot you cannot kick people out of the room. You can only put them in audience, but they can still sort of uh, spread their agendas or whatever they're trying to do through chat option. So what what I normally do is I when I make when I host a room I I uh, ask an iOS user to become a host, turn off the chat function in in the chat because I don't see it but they can, and then they just completely shut off the chat and then I host a room. I think that's just one way I've worked out that. But if you have an iOS, you can literally do that. You can just like be active on your Android device where your USB-C is plugged in through your mic and then through your iOS device, you can basically keep a track of your chat. And if you think that someone is trying to troll or sometimes someone is trying to spread hatred or any kind of misogyny or any kind of like a message which is not really welcomed in the community, 
you can turn off that feature. That's all. It just makes that experience a little bit more better because there are trolls over here. Just warning. There are like major trolls over here. So just be careful. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, optimistic about it. I, I'm not expecting to have a lot of people join and listen to it. It's more kind of a thing for a uh, quick recording. I'm more um, like uh, expecting because we don't have a big audience. We have like maybe 15 people that listen to it. Uh, I'm not sure how good the discovery is for different podcasts on here. So, yeah, I'm not sure if people actually, like, listen to us talking. Yeah, normally when people make a podcast of this to a sport because a green room was locker room before and it was basically a sports app. So you will find a lot of podcasters talking about NBA or football or soccer or any kind of other sports because this app was basically for sports. Uh, but, like, normally the rooms are very small in number. Like, it's just that clubhouse people have come and suddenly there is a upscale of people but i think when i create a room it's, it's hardly like five to six people or i think the maximum i've gone is seven um and i think this is good because when you have smaller audience you have like a viable quality conversation and i heard alexander speaking that you were playing over you like playing overwatch right i think one of the games which really i really like playing these days is called sid meyer's civilization six I think I'm kind of hooked to that game. It's pretty addictive. It's <laughs> trying to just cap on it and, you know, it can get pretty hectic. So, you know, but, but I like that game. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't have uh, many games I'm playing at the moment, just Overwatch and some Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's uh, the games I'm playing. But, yeah, I have some other things I wanted to talk about during this. So... It'd be interesting. Yeah, we could start uh, going into some topics. It was kind of cool. My coworker wanted to help me, and uh, he gave me a dongle for USB-C to USB-A. And I thought my other phone would be more... uh, easily usable to that USB um, dongle thing. And yeah, it doesn't work on my Android phone, but I was able to use it on my Pine phone, the Linux Pine phone. And it was cool because I was able to type with my keyboard and type. I typed out an email to myself. I like to send myself a little note so I don't have to ask people questions over and over. And yeah, and I had a mouse cursor on my phone. So yeah, that that Linux phone is pretty cool. Is it? Uh, so it's basically a OTG adapter for uh, any USB C devices. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to give it back to him because it doesn't work for Android. It's interesting. Uh, so I yeah, I think on... I could even use it. Sorry, sorry. What? Go ahead. I think it would even work with a uh, normal mic. I I think I could just down. I could download Audacity and actually work on editing on my podcast on my phone. <laughs> I, but uh, yeah. I think I could use the mic on my phone, but I can't use it on my Android phone. So what, so I, what announcements? Yaker? Yeah, so I'm on your Spotify. I this is is this this is your uh podcast, right? Very Hicken Bros, right? Is that the one? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, you like you guys have just like I'm just like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It doesn't end. You guys have done so many of these podcasts. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, that's awesome. You know, um, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you do you think that do you? So when you create this podcast, are you doing this on a side? Are you doing this professionally? Like, what's your thing? 
Yeah, we're doing um, this as a hobby. We do have some ambitions to make it a business. Well, it's usually my idea or my efforts, but it's not really going anywhere. <laughs> so are you yeah. guys in the U.S. right now? Yeah, uh, we're in the U.S. Uh, we both have full-time jobs. So it's not any, like, very, like, soon that would, this would be, like, a full-time gig. But it'd be, like, a side job for the moment or, like, some... Right now, it's a hobby. We kind of just do it weekly. And we have a few people that join us every other week or so. And they are more creative with, like, music so- and... It's nice. Just want to like say that in uh, so basically, Green Room is uh, has this early um, monetization kind of a thing called Creators Fund. If you search on it on Google, you will find it. I don't know what's the last date to register for it. I think it's in the July. I think it's sixteen or fifteen. I don't know. Maybe maybe like a little bit earlier than that. I don't know. But like, it's only for US. So, I mean, if you guys want to do it, you can register for it because I want to do it, but I'm from India. So right now there's no, um, there's no, there's no like a feed for monetization over here, but like it's only limited to US. So if you guys can find it, register it. You never know. Hmm. Yeah, very good. Nice. If there's some kind of funding from Spotify. That we can- yeah. So like you already have like an established kind of experience in podcasting. So I think this can this can work out for you guys, you know, like because you have experience with it, you have all the tools, you have, uh, it's, it's on your side. So I think it, it's, you have nothing to like lose as such, right? So it can be a great addition. If it- yeah, we usually have, or for me, I usually have Google Voice app and we record to there. And I just thought it'd be cool if we, just use this app instead of the Google Voice and the phone call. Uh, so it'll be more, it'll be live for people to listen while we're recording. Yeah, totally. You know, I think, I think there are some like uh, try to be active on certain times where I think um, where you can find more traction. I think this time most people are not so active on the app. Like maybe like in the it's mostly like people in evening or in like early like not like like sort of like in the late night kind of a thing where people can be active so you can find more traction and then people can join and try to like create like topics which are which you think you're gonna talk about right like kind of interesting topics and then people can hop in so. It can be like nice, nice community you can build for yourself over here. I think there are a lot of there's a lot of potential over here for that. But it's good to meet you guys. I think you're doing a great job. I, I'm gonna hear a few podcasts in my free time today, and hopefully, I'll you know let you know how it goes. Yeah, I would recommend Alex and I would probably just recommend you to listen to the latest episodes. The beginning ones were kind of rough, and we didn't have a format usually like. We have now, so it, we recommend starting with the latest episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what social media you use, but we could connect on uh, maybe Twitter. Which one do you uh, use? I, I'm actually learning Twitter. I have a Twitter account. Uh, I ha- I'm starting. To, I've just like I'm learning it uh, because I met few people from Twitter who were using Twitter Spaces and. They basically, uh, they're like basically very influential in Twitter, uh, space. So they, they, they sort of like t- taught me how to use Twitter, how to go about it, what can I do, what I cannot do. So just started off, honestly. I'm on, I'm on, I'm actually on Instagram, but I'm, uh, but if you, I have a page called Tidal Pages, uh, on Twitter, it, it would be very empty because I've not like really put anything on it apart from my picture and my thumbnail. But like, I'm still working on it, but I'm very new to Twitter. So what would you prefer? Uh, no, I I'm just saying. I mean, either 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 Instagram or Twitter. Like I'm active on both now. So like, if you guys want to reach out, we can connect through that. Also, like I don't have an issue with any. Sure. Um, 
how do you spell your account? Uh, it's uh, it's like if you click on my picture, and uh, you will see there is a there's a link to my Instagram. Um, uh, and the name is Title Pages. T I D A L P A G E S. Cool. What type of content do you create other than? Oh, you do poetry. Well, I mean, I I don't I haven't really tweeted anything yet. Uh, so I'm still working on the content. I do a lot of photography as well. I love fashion. I am um, I work in luxury. So I think anything which has creative art, I I, I follow a lot of technology news as well. So I mean I'm not limited to one space, but if I if I would say that what what are my core spaces to talk about is basically art, fashion, poetry, philosophy, mental health, you know, like spirituality. Th- those are the things which really fascinates me. Like I can go on talking about it. It won't it won't end honestly. Cool. Yeah, I added you on uh, Instagram. So we can be connected. Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, awesome. I got you. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Um, it's really like, I mean, it's so fascinating, right? Like, you can just meet so many people from other parts of life, which is an instant access. It's, it's very it's very fundamental to the communication which can evolve into a greater prospects of relationship. I mean, it's so intriguing. Um, I, I mean, every day I go into Clubhouse and Green Room and try to meet people who come from different walks of life, have different stories to tell. I think it really fascinates me how people can sort of like, just we're just strangers, but we're just trying to find that common ground to speak about something or try to feel about something. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Trevor, you like to start with what you want to talk about? Um, are you? Yeah, sorry, I was, I was just eating some chips. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, just had a few topics, not any specific order. Because there's a few announcements. I thought one of them was kind of interesting. Um, so, the U.S. Uh, President uh, Biden, he I don't know exactly why uh, he started to um, he said he is going to cancel the whatever I think it was like ten eight million dollars about Gemini Jedi? not Gemini um uh, Jedi project so yeah the Jedi server um can like contract with Microsoft um I don't know why they just he said like they were going to, um, instead of, uh, Microsoft, I think they're going to just rely solely on Amazon. I think they said something about because the start time is later than they had wanted and there's some, like, um, skepticals and maybe some spyware or something that might be going on in there. So, um, I guess Microsoft is not going to have the ten, the huge contract going on with. I'm guessing it would be Azure, um, based, and I guess yeah, they just stopped. Uh, I don't know if it's completely canceled or they just talked about it, but that's it, pretty insane because I remember reading about this in like 2019, like in December when I was visiting um grandma so yeah it's kind of weird yeah i talked about this a little bit on the podcast previously uh, i listening to the tech meme right at home he said the, the main reason why they canceled it is because the original contracts like vision of it is limited and 
they want to like revisit and make the purpose of it better. I think they're making a new uh, kind of project for Microsoft and Amazon to bid on so they could revamp it to make it um, make it uh, achieve more of what they need. Yeah, I just did a quick search and I guess it says they um, are actually this is an opinion article so I don't know what uh, what is entailing to a reboot but I like I don't understand like aren't contracts supposed to be like once you start one you can't really just cancel one unless there's some kind of repercussion so yeah I mean yeah there would have to be some repercussions <laughs> like it would probably be in the de- uh, contract like oh if you 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 can cancel it but you have to pay like 5 billion dollars or something <laughs> something like that because they did all this preparation to do this work and you're just throwing it out the window <laughs> you can't just throw out a contract like that if you do, you kind of lose your all your reputation and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's not such a thing as the reputation that they have to live up to with the government. They, they kind of yeah. <laughs> have everything in control. But, yeah, I thought that was yeah. interesting because Amazon still has their contract, so... Yeah, I don't think Amazon had a contract. What it, what contract are you talking about? Um, maybe there is a fan contract, but they had talks with the Amazon, but they went with Microsoft. But now, why did they cancel it? If I don't know, it's just a mystery to me. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I wanted to talk about we had a announcement surprise from uh, Nintendo. Uh, did you look into that or hear about the new Switch OLED? Yeah, I I don't think it's as big as a deal. It's kind of nice that they didn't name it like Switch Pro. They just named it OLED Edition. It's it's not. I don't think it's that big it's kind of like uh, kind of a slight upgrade I think it's kind of nice because it kind of brings the focus to TV because people may think that it's more like a Game Boy where it's more mobile focused rather than on the TV screen so it kind of brings the focus onto the TV screen that's what I thought. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, disappointment because there's a lot of rumors coming through Bloomberg, um, Wall Street Journal, any kind of business thing. Then they said, oh, there is a new Switch is coming through that will be a pro model, maybe have like 1080 P on the screen and 4K on the um, TV using the new uh, better upscaling technology that will essentially make games look even better than sometimes even native 4K. So, I don't know. We didn't get that. We don't know exactly what the dock has in technology-wise. We know it has an Ethernet port, but they haven't really detailed what else the dock can provide. But the OLED screen, I think, is amazing. That'd be awesome to use because OLED is uh, known to be like the deepest blacks and just poppy, like color all all around. So, and they also increase the size to seven inch and improve the. Um, Doc 
not dock, the stand. So it's not just like a little stick. It's a whole back. People compared it to like a surface um, stand that they use in the surface. Oh, yeah, stand. yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. I'm probably going to get one because I, I usually don't. I really don't want to like hook up my Switch much anymore into the the TV, and also I real I noticed that like a lot of times if you do run it on TV mode, it stutters more because it has to drive a TV instead of the uh 6.2 or seven inch screen that the Switch has. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, today I just bought a Game Boy Advance because I wanted to get into the Metroid series. Metroid Dread is one of my more anticipated games this year that I want to play, so it'd be nice to see it in the OLED screen. How many of the games are on the Game Boy? Um, you can play Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. You can play... Metroid Fusion, which is the one preceding uh, the new game. There's Zero Mission, which is a remake of, I want to say, one, a remaster. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you got all the... Yeah, I think there's one more. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it'd be fun. That way, kind of know what's happening in the story and <laughs> not just lost in it. They did say the Metroid Dread is going to have pretty uh, informative lore throughout the game, so you don't just like jump into the world and not know anything about it. Yeah, it's been so long since there's a new game. Well, it's been 15 years from a new entry in this series. There's been remakes, remasters, um, things like that. Yeah, and then... um, There was something else that I remember there was an announcement. Let me see. If I can switch, does it still let me talk? Yeah, Yeah, it'll still be recording. Okay. Um, What about the Nord... Two 5G announcement. I did you see I that? Saw, I, I saw a headline about it today. I don't know anything about it. So yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about is the topic that Tyson uh, Marston recommended. He was raving about the 5G technology of T-Mobile. I don't know the advantage of it in today's environment. Um, Hmm. Maybe he could... uh, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he could respond to this uh, podcast (laughs) if he listens to it. (laughs) I mean... He could be viewed in the talk of the Hick and Brew podcast. I'm assuming it's... 5G is not... The technology doesn't differ very much between the different carriers because 5G is just what they call the next generation of any kind of wireless signal coming from any towers. It's not like a new way of connecting. It's still the same old cell towers. Uh, He might be saying like... Maybe T-Mobile is using like a new, like wave, like millimeter wave uh, spectrum that's not being used, and maybe they got a like a approval to use this unused space, so they have better. Yeah, they have a, a special six hundred hertz. I think that's the frequency that they have. And they say it's more ideal because it goes into houses and buildings, actually, and it's not blocked by trees and stuff. 
And yeah, it's been around hundreds of miles. Uh, one yeah, thing that I wanted to point out about 5G is that uh, the technologies I talk about, like augmented reality and self-driving cars, those things will be depending on 5G. So it seems like 5G is more for enterprise technologies than the consumer. Uh, a lot of the T-Mobile videos and stuff is just pitching the future that's unknown. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when uh, Apple or uh, Facebook comes out with their augmented reality, that will really make 5G. Uh, I don't know. Uh, LTE 4G data would probably do the same. I don't really see the. <laughs> It'll help with um, self driving cars a lot. It's, it'll be really important for them to coordinate and have good information flow to their systems. Yeah, I think yeah. we've kind of talked about this. Um, Mr. Who's the Boss, he did a video on what 5G does now and what the next generation, 6G, will enable for future technologies. Uh, 5G is it's basically any time there's a new like speed for a faster connection that helps with more data so like you know, I, I'm already at my 50 gigabyte limit because there's so much data that comes through now because we're watching videos all the time and listening to music 24-7 so there's something that I think T-Mobile should improve on is maybe <laughs> increase the limit of your uh, 5G speeds for all your consumers <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at the plans, the essential um, plan is just 50 gigabytes and they have uh, like the Magenta plan and the Magenta Max, they they don't the data cap people on those plans. The Magenta, I think it's called Magenta, <laughs> the Magenta plan cost $40 and the Magenta Max cost $47. So yeah, maybe you could pay mom or dad <laughs> extra 10 bucks if you want. <laughs> Unlimited. <laughs> I don't know how that works. If you could just have one for yourself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> kind of ridiculous how it's a thing still. Like, they give you 5G, like, oh, look, you, you can download games, you can play all these games, you can watch Netflix, and, okay, well, now I'm doing all these things, and my cap is only 50, right? I can watch, like, five movies, and then download, like, a few games, and then <laughs> you're going to charge me more for using the service that you advertise. I don't know. So... In your life. What? Do you have any uh, lifestyle change when you hit your cap? Uh, Wi-Fi. You start using Wi-Fi? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Nothing else, but... Can't remember if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. I feel like there was. I can't remember now. Oh yeah, if, uh, if you want I another. 
you have a topic? Uh, it's not like news or anything. I've just kind of gone into the gaming, uh, modding side of things, and I've noticed there's a lot of a lot of uh, professional work coming through in the Game Boy Advance area, like from Game Boy Advance to the SP, and even the DS Lite can be repurposed as like a high-end Game Boy Advance play using these custom shells that one of them that I've seen are really nice from a company called Boxy Pixel. The way they um, replace the shells, basically a shell is what the the console is, the what your hands are using, like everything around it. Inside is the motherboard and everything that um, powers it. Um, yeah, so these boxy pixel ones are machine uh, made, like aluminum, almost unibody designs that <laughs> really look nice and probably give a more luxury feel to what console you're playing on. They're only expensive though because I think it's like at least 50 bucks just for like part of it and then if you really want it to be like the ultimate Game Boy Advance experience you need to solder and you have to have all that equipment and then uh, you can replace the screen which is not part of the shell. That's another like 50 bucks. They use a IPS display that quadruples your pixel count so it makes it look even sharper um, and it gives you backlit so if you're playing a Game Boy Advance those the original ones didn't have any kind of lighting so you'd have to play in, like daylight or like use some kind of lighting uh, there is one that I saw this company makes that uh, they call it a true drop in uh, backlit screen uh, replacement for the Game Boy Advance. So you don't have to do any soldering or any trimming of the shell. It fits right into the original Game Boy Advance shell. So I'm thinking, hey, if I uh, feel like it, maybe I'll <laughs> invest into one of those and open up a Game Boy Advance and plop that in. Yeah, I just have to like unscrew it and then screw it back together <laughs> with the new motherboard. Uh, no, it's a new screen, so you would have to take out the uh, original screen Nintendo gives you, and then you have to take it off from the ribbon and plop in the other ribbon. It's like a little Lego. Um, Uh (laughs) And you put it back together, and then you have IPS display with a really bright screen. Nice. Yeah, so I've got another topic if you all that. Mine and then this topic I want to talk about is uh, it's not really what I typically talk about, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll talk about it. Uh, it's about uh, Facebook. Facebook is planning to develop 59 acres and make its own city, kind of, next to Mountain View because Facebook kind of is the headquarters. That's where the headquarters is at. No, not not Mountain View. I think it's in... Cupertino? uh, Menlo Park. I think Google's in Mountain View and Apple's in Cupertino. Yeah. Yeah, the reason why Facebook wants to uh, establish this little city, I think they plan to build about uh, 2,000 houses there and make a little community. They want to. They plan to call it Willow Spring. No, sorry, Willow uh, 
village. And the, the reason why they wanted to establish this uh, village is to have greater retention of employees because their turnover, it's a lot better than the place that I work at, but <laughs> the turnover, they people typically, or the, on average, they leave after two years or so of working. So they want to increase, uh, not increase the turnover, but like reduce the turnover. They, yeah, it's probably I think, not as bad as yeah, Chick-fil-A either. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they could also start their uh, corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I think they said, I don't know if it's true or, but this village would be kind of like a perk of working there. And you could, I think they said rent was free according to the article that I read. Yeah, I saw that they have an incentive that if you live close to the business or Menlo Park or in that city, they'll pay you $10,000 extra just because they want more committed, more punctual people. Uh, yeah. Would you um, consider that? Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I think it'd be. I think it'd be cool also because if you're running like a beta program, like what they were saying, they have like augmented reality glasses, and they could only use it on the campus. And it's basic. They could basically do the same thing and expand it into the little village. So, I think that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I think Google was planning to build 2,000 houses to relieve the housing uh, competition a little bit. Yeah. I thought I had a few other topics but I can't think of finding. Yeah, so I I don't yeah. think now you have the app. Uh maybe you could send the uh, the mp3s to me and i could yeah uh, sound like it. the guy um who joined us said they emailed it to you so i'm assuming it's something their servers keep and then you get an email of it i don't know yeah when you start a room it'll ask you like if you have a podcast what name is it and what email address you want the MP3 to be sent to? Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, so this uh, is probably I don't know. I usually am not on Wi-Fi, so if you were to call me random times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably won't be available on this app. But if I'm home, maybe you call at like 6 or 7 o'clock or so. <laughs> I'll most likely be home and we could talk. Yeah, I don't remember. I feel like there's a few other things I want to talk about. Um, let me just check real quick if there's anything I missed. 
they only need to sort out like your history on YouTube because they include they include all the like shorts now in your history, so it just clogs up everything. <clears throat> oh really? Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing I canceled recording my history. <laughs> yeah, um let's see. Yeah, I mean I guess I could talk about it's not really a new thing, but um yeah, did you? I guess I didn't explain it, but there is this mod for the Game Boy Advance SP that's they call it unhinged. You know how the Game Boy Advance SP was a a laptop style of like top screen, and then you fold it to close and protect the screen and to the controls. What the Unhinged does mm-hmm. is it kind of brings it to and homes to the original Game Boy and removes that hinge and it looks really nice. Uh, this is also made by the Boxy Pixel um, company. There are other mods, but I couldn't find any. One of them is through a collaboration of Mako and I think it's Retro SS and they have a more clean design this one's more industrial and like aluminum I would say if I were to go with any design of or any like style I'd probably go with this one the unhinged looks what it should play in like uh, a next generation Game Boy right it's like uh, the evolution has Illinois buttons yeah, it still keeps to the original form factor um, and it has a backlit screen um, but it just plays Game Boy Advance games there is a company I've talked about on the podcast they uh, are making a game Kind of a console. It's not a true console. It plays its original games, but it plays like portable game cartridges, starting with like the Game Boy Advance, going back to the original Game Boy, and all those other side things like uh, the Game Gear, the Neo Geo. So it's going to be compatible with those. Uh, the game, the company is Analog. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so those you can pre-order. It's about the same price as making your own. We're buying a Game Boy Advance SP unhinged. So I'm thinking like, oh, I could probably wait for that, and that'd be like around October. It'd be like three hundred, four hundred bucks for what that is. But I mean, at that point, I'd probably be back to playing Switch games and anything else. But yeah, that's uh cool idea. Basically the Game Boy Advance SP unhinged is dead when that thing comes out. So when will you be able to start playing Metroid? I have to find a copy I want to buy. There's two different things that are... So because of... uh, I feel like because of Metroid Dread coming out, there's a greater demand for the <laughs> Metroid Fusion, so a, original copy of it's like 75 bucks or more. Um, wow. <laughs> there's yeah. what people make are kind of like knockoffs. Pe- they're basically homemade or like fan-made copies of these that work in Game Boy Advances. Um, yeah. Not sold by Nintendo. They call them reproductions because that's what they are. Um, the 15 and onward, it's cheaper, but I don't know. I feel like you don't get the satisfaction. I don't get the satisfaction of playing the original. Like, if I wanted to play a reproduction, I'd just get a Game Boy Advance cartridge and stuff it full with ROMs and stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's not the same, I feel like. Hey, Ethan. Yeah, we're closing up uh, this 
episode. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Um, that's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It uh, depends if I want to just save money and buy a Metroid Fusion on the reproduction side or wait for a cheap copy as well. Hopefully they drop to forty dollars or something for a copy of Metroid Fusion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, you can play the original Metroid and Super Metroid on the Switch. They have the Virtual Console if you subscribe to online, then you have access to that. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems uh, that, well, you get to hear the quality of the audio, but it seems like the technology works well. And, yeah, maybe we could, maybe you can call whenever you want. And, yeah. Yeah, as long as uh, it's nice and quiet and I don't know if you're at these, but. I'm not sure. Do these like auto upload like it does in any kind of other streaming service or do you have an option for that? No, it's not auto uploaded. I thought it would be, but they just send me an MP3 of it. I have to upload it myself. That's good. There was one little, little, um, period of silence I want to edit out. But other than that, I'll just post it on Talk to Later show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything more to talk about? Nope. Okie dokie. Uh, then we'll see ya. Uh, talk to you later. See you, bye. Bye.